Hey everyone, welcome to the Awkward Mom Sleep Training Edition. This episode, we're going to be talking about nights 9 through 14. So that's seemingly a lot of nights to cover. So let's dive in. So overall, sleep training went really well until night nine, I think it was. And I want to say night nine was the worst night of the entire thing. And I was not expecting it. And quite honestly, it was harder than night one. There was more crying than night one. And I have no idea why, but let me explain how this night went and why it was so difficult. So night nine comes around and everything's going normal, you know, been following the the program and nothing has changed. She's going down at, I think it was like 7.30, somewhere in like the sweet zone of seven to eight. And she was going down and she went right to sleep. She was sleeping. She didn't wake up. She didn't cry once. So everything was fine. You know, I went to bed at like, I don't know, 9 30, 10 o'clock, which is later than what I would have gone to bed like two weeks ago. Cause I was going to bed right after putting the kids to sleep because I would just get up so often that I was always so tired. So I've been having more time because I've been getting more sleep. So I've been staying up a little bit later to have more time with Matt. Well, night nine comes around, everything's fine. You know, I thought like, she's got this, this is in the bag. We're fine. Well, no, I was wrong because night nine, she decided to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, crying and crying and crying. And I had no idea what was going on. And I was doing my pop-ins five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm sitting there laying there going, I haven't had to do pop-ins since night two. So it's been seven, seven nights that I've had to do even one single pop-in and I'm already at like four. I've already popped into her room four times. So now Matt rolls around and he's like, do you think she's hungry? And I was like, don't even, don't even say that to me because I just want to go in there and I just want to feed her. So she'll just go back to bed because I'm tired. Now, I think the reason why this night was so hard was because night one and night two, she cried at bedtime and then she slept really for the rest of the night. This was really the first night that she woke up in the middle of the night and wouldn't stop crying. So I had already gotten a relatively good amount of sleep, but she woke up at three. And now I'm tired. I'm groggy because you woke me. She woke me up from sleep and she won't go back down. I'm trying not to go feed her. I'm trying not to pick her up because I'm, I'm at that stage of the program where they say, don't pick her up. You don't want to confuse her. So just say encouraging words, stay in there for five or 15 to 20 seconds, say encouraging words and then leave. And you do your check-ins five, 10, 15 minutes and 15 minutes after until they fall asleep. 
that was really hard because let me tell you, she was crying for, I don't know, an, an hour and a half. And don't get me wrong. She was not crying the entire time. She would do that time, that thing where she would calm down and then she would cry again. And then she would calm down for like five minutes and then she would cry for two and she'd calm down. But it was for an hour and a half that she was just crying. And I couldn't go back to sleep because I was like, do I do another pop-in? And sometimes I would have to. And I think on night nine, I did like six or seven pop-ins and that's the most pop-ins I've done ever. Like even night one, I didn't have to do that many. After like three pop-ins, she was sleeping. Night nine, I'm doing six or seven pop-ins and I'm so tired. By the time she got back to sleep, it was like, I don't know, it was like five. So it was a little bit more than, a little bit longer than an hour and a half. And I almost, I almost caved. I almost went in there and I almost fed her, but I I stayed consistent because I don't want to deal with this anymore. So I, I did what I was supposed to do. And eventually she did go back to sleep, but then it was really hard for me to go back to sleep because it was like the sun was starting to rise. It was like 4.30, 5 o'clock and things were starting to get light out. And I have a hard time going back to sleep anyways. And with the light coming in, I was like, this is just not going to work. I even have one of those like eye mask things. I found that and I threw that on and I think I managed to get an extra half hour before my son woke up at like 5.30 because he had to pee or something. And then I don't, I don't think we went back down after that. So we had an early, early start to that day, which made me really groggy for that entire day. But then nights 10... 11, 12, she didn't wake up again. She, well, she would wake up, but she would not cry. She would do the thing where she would wake up. She would fuss around a little bit, not even crying. She would just like fuss around. You'd be able to hear her rolling around and grunting and everything, but then she'd fall back to sleep. And that is how the following nights have gone. I don't know what was going on with night nine. We thought that she was teething um, because on day eight, I thought I saw a tooth coming through. Well, so we thought on night nine, maybe it's teething pain, which was again, why I wanted to go in there and feed her. Cause I'm like, well, if she's in pain, I need to do anything to comfort her. Well, I'm glad I didn't because by night 13, she still didn't have a tooth. So I don't know if she's teething or if maybe I just saw a bit of spit up on her gums. I don't know. <laughs> but she sleeps through the night relatively. Um, right now, we're still kind of battling their early rising. She gets up at like 530 
But what I've been doing is not getting her up because 530 is still too early. It's not a natural wake time from what I've learned. Um, So I leave her in her bed and she's not crying. She's just talking to herself. And after like 10 minutes of talking to herself, she'll fall back to sleep and she'll probably stay asleep for like another hour until like 630. And then that's when I go and get her. What I learned from taking care of babies is anything before six, six in the morning is not a normal um, wake of the day time. Anything after 6 a.m., if they wake up, you go and get them because that's a normal body clock time where you say get up. I don't know how to word that, but that's what I'm going to call it, a body clock. (laughs) So when she wakes up at 5.30, I just leave her in there. She's not crying. Um, She's just talking. And then she falls back to sleep. And then she's usually up within the next hour. But that is how it is going. Hopefully... Things keep progressing this way, Um, but night nine, I don't know what was going on there. That was the toughest night we've had since starting this program. Um, Yeah, so join me for the next episode where I sum up how sleep training has gone, my final thoughts on it, and how post-program has going because I will probably record it like a week after the program has actually ended so I will keep you guys updated with that tune in next episode for the final episode of sleep training edition bye guys see you then